Welcome to the Grad School Femtoring Podcast, the place for first-gen students of color to prepare for grad school. This is Dr. Yvette Martinez Fu, and I will be serving as your femtor, providing you with tips and tricks and everything else you need to know to get into and successfully navigate grad school. For over 10 years, I've been helping first-gen students of color get into top grad programs in their field, and I'm really excited to support you on your academic journey too. Welcome back everyone to the Grad School Femtoring Podcast. Today I have a solo episode for you and it's actually a shorter episode, a quick update on life in Portugal. So my life as a Chicana academic coach living abroad. Why am I talking about this? Because um, recently in my coaching meetings, consultation meetings, um, and even meetings uh, doing recordings with guests, I'm realizing that there's a good part of the people connecting with me via social media um, and email and other sources who are new and don't know um, as much about my background. And they find it so interesting and sometimes even jaw-dropping to hear that I moved my family abroad to Portugal. It's not a common story that you hear among the first-gen student of color spaces. So I myself, you know, first-generation woman of color, Chicana academic, um, mother scholar, and I, you know, went to college wanting, desiring that a good career, financial stability to help others. And so I went from college, um, not surprisingly, then on to grad school, thought I was going to become a professor, then changed my mind decided to stay in higher ed and do good work there um, as a staff member, and then decided to risk a lot to leave my job, start my own business, and move my family abroad in pursuit of a better life. A lot of, I mean, this is, my story is not unique in that this is the story of migration. These are the migration stories that you hear is folks moving, desiring something better. And so that was the case for me as someone with a chronic illness, with two kids, um, someone who wanted to have a slower pace, wanted to have affordable access to healthcare. I found a country that checked off all of the boxes and we moved sight unseen and risked so much to do this. And how am I doing? Um, I over my the overwhelming answer and feeling that I get is that I'm doing well and that I feel peaceful. Does that mean that everything is great? No. Does that mean that Portugal is perfect? No, <laughs> definitely not. But I'm in a much better spot. Why? Because um, I'm living in a country with a slower pace of life. It's not the end of the world if you're late. It's not the end of the world if you, um, if something ha you know takes longer than a few days to get done. I'm also living in a country where people overall, not everybody, but overall people tend to be nice. <laughs> I guess I forgot what that was like, but there's not this sense of entitlement there's not this sense of hostility that I would encounter in different parts of California. Um, you know, I'm living in a place where I'm constantly humbled because I 
don't know the primary or the dominant language. I, I am learning Portuguese. Estou aprendendo português, but I'm not fluent. And, um, and so that's humbling to me to become a student again. And um, it just reminds me of my own parents' journeys, moving to another country, not knowing, not knowing much about it, but with the hope of, of better opportunities. And it is because of my, my parents and their sacrifices, especially my mom as a single mom. My dad passed away when I was really young, unexpectedly. And um, my mom then became single mom to six kids and was able to provide for us because she had her own business. She has her own botanica, um, a religious articles store, spiritual store. And so then to have grown up with a single mom who had her own business, who sacrificed so much to move to another country, and then myself go on a parallel path, not the same, you know, I, I definitely have different circumstances, different set of privileges than she does thanks to her and her sacrifices, but a parallel path of moving abroad in pursuit of something better, risking so much, starting all over, and with the hope of providing better opportunities for my children as well. So it's not just for me, but it's also for our family that we moved here. It's to have more time together. You know, there's a lower cost of living here, so I don't have to work as much. In fact, I am I have not replaced my former income with my business. My business is doing okay in that I am surviving. But um, I'm hopeful that with enough uh, time, because it takes time for things to grow, that I will have a thriving business, not just a business that's surviving. And so I just wanted to share with you because thinking about my former self, that shy little girl who didn't know how to speak English when she started school, who grew up so sheltered um, and had no idea that there was this entire world outside of that small city that she's from there's a whole world outside of the state and the country that she's from and if you had told me that this would be my life I would not believe you and so I just I want to share this update to let you know that overwhelmingly I'm doing well um, things are not perfect but I'm doing I'm doing well, and I'm glad that I listened to my body. I'm glad that I listened to that. It sounds silly, but that intuition, it was like my ancestors were calling me to move, to migrate, to transform. And I'm here and it's happening and I cannot believe it. I still struggle, you know? I. I still have my fluctuations when it comes to my mental health, when it comes to my physical health, but I'm in a much better space and I can feel myself just every, every day, every week, things are getting better. So hopefully this is kind of a word of, of hope, um, just to remind you as a listener that your life can change completely in not that long of a period of time. I mean, I recorded an episode before on 
planting seeds and kind of like everything that led to me starting, you know, GSF, the Grad School Film Touring podcast, and then in turn, Grad School Film Touring as an LLC. But to now be in the space where I'm regularly coaching, I'm hosting workshops. I've got an organizing and um, budgeting 101 workshop that I'm doing tomorrow. I'm super excited about it. It's two full hours. It's two workshops in one, but it's everything that I wished I knew that someone had taught me about budgeting and setting money money goals and um, spending kind of in a way that's aligned with your values and how to keep track and you know <laughs> all those things and then organizing setting up work systems how do you do that like um i'm a big fan of the how i hear a lot of people oh just do this oh just do that and as if things are easy but things have never been that easy for me i'm always asking how 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 show me show me the template show me the how-to video, show me how you navigate that website. As a first-gen student and child, child of immigrants, the how is so important to me. The method, the way in which you do things is something that I have like this personal <laughs> investment, obsession, whatever you want to call it. And so that's what I teach others. I, I show them the how because it's the how that empowered me. It's not just go do this. It's no, can you actually show me? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I do in my coaching sessions. And I think that's why they've gone overwhelmingly positive, at least up to this point where people say, oh my goodness, that was so helpful. Oh my goodness, I had no idea. Um, wow, like I, whatever it is that I'm, that I'm showing them, it's, it's the how that, that matters to me. But anyway, I'm rambling a little bit more. But I wanted to say that, yeah, so my life now is, it consists of, working from home, um, coaching, working on workshops, podcasting, and writing. I am writing a book proposal right now, um, and hopefully we'll be writing a book soon, um, Grad School Femme Train Guide. Again, all about the how, the how to apply to grad school. The book for what we're calling is the book for the 99%, the book for the folks who don't have uh, perfect GPAs, for the folks who don't have, uh, you know, all the research experience, the folks who have taken time out, the folks who have a life outside of academia. Um, it's, it's for students of color, it's for first-gen students, it's for disabled students, it's for students who have not felt um, that they have been seen or heard or uh, felt or represented in some way, shape or form with the, the big books, you know, the, the, grad school, the grad school app books that you see that are coming from, from Kaplan or from, I don't know, Princeton Review or uh, the big name people who have published this. I, I want to write the book for, for the folks who have not seen themselves reflected and teach them how to apply and get into grad school and navigate it because it's not the easiest process. It's not always um, a supportive space. And so I want you to feel empowered in your decisions um, that you make to help you um, with your career and with ultimately pursuing a life that you've that you've always wanted, a life that is sustainable, that is value aligned, um, a life that brings you joy. So that's it. That's my short episode this week. Hope you found this helpful, and I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for joining me in the Grad School Femme Drawing Podcast. 
If you liked what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or email me your review at gradschoolfemtoring at gmail.com. You can also show your support by going to gradschoolfemtoring.com and joining my mailing list where you'll receive weekly tips, podcasts and blog updates, as well as discounts for my digital downloads, online courses, and much more. One last thing. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Until next time.